Okay, good afternoon, everyone who's listening. This is Rock Hard Caucus, the greatest, best, and only podcast from the state of Iowa. <laughs> my name is Justin, and I am joined by my good friends, Evan. Hey. And Natalie. Hi. And we're celebrating a, a milestone number in terms of number of episodes. This is our 50th. How excited are you guys that we've done 50 of these? I'm impressed. We're still holding on. <laughs> <laughs> we formed the day that Jeffrey Epstein died, and we're still here. <laughs> Haven't been and, taken uh, out yet. If anyone's doing the math there, uh, that's like a year and a half ago, and we just finally reached number 50. You may know that there are 52 weeks in a year, but uh, <laughs> listen, not every podcast has to be every single week, okay? We have lives outside of this. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to record. Sometimes our personal lives have been ruined repeatedly, <laughs> or our homes have been destroyed. It's been a long 50 episodes. It's been a horrible, horrible fucking yeah, year and a half. It went from super it's optimistic so to... I know. Remember when we started and like Bernie's winning and, like, and now I just want to die every day? Life has gotten significantly worse since we started this podcast. But hopefully we've reached the bottom of the arc, and now we're on the upswing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we'll yeah. see. But uh, we'll start that upswing with today's 50th episode by introducing a very special guest. This is someone we're all a big fan of. He's a, a king, a godfather of the podcast community. Please welcome to the show, Brian Quinby. Godfather. I like that one, too. I get grandpa, I get dad, but yeah. Godfather sounds more important to me. Yeah. I, f I feel like you, like, started all of this. Like, left podcasting is a whole, like, national subculture now, and we're, like, with the person who started it, and I'm, like, really nervous, so I'm going to have even more, like, awful laughter than usual. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> intimidated but so happy that you came here so thank you i started it because i was bored actually so. <laughs> <laughs> well actually i started it because i i wrote about this in a zine but uh the reason i started podcasting was really pathetic so mm. i'm glad it ended up working out for me <laughs> well how pathetic was it i don't actually remember from your zine so article when i was uh uh I don't know. In my when I was working at the cable company, uh, my mom is like a a fucking weirdo, like as weird as <laughs> anybody could ever possibly be. I actually do remember the story now. <laughs> yeah, and she's she's very full of shit, and uh, uh, always. Hey, has been. mine is too. Yeah, my dad's yeah. full of shit. You know. Solidarity for garbage parents. Yeah, she just tells lies. My mom has this thing in 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 her where she's like, uh, uh, she's got this thing that like most people try to, uh, you know, make sure they don't do, which is like, you know, you always want to tell people like I got you a good present, you know, and then like you get the feeling of giving the good present, but you don't actually have to give it, you know. So you get all the feelings, and they get like. <laughs> You know, okay, whatever, you know. And uh, uh, she said she went to a wedding and she spoke to a guy that worked at a radio station that said he could get me a job at the radio station. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds great. And uh, uh, that didn't actually happen. And uh, she I, never went to. 
I don't know if she met the guy or not. I, I don't really know, but it just didn't happen. And I was like, you know what, though? I spent all my time like listening to talk radio and stuff. And I was just like, I think I can do this. And uh, it was really early on in the podcasting thing. And uh, I just started to do one and then uh, ended it because it was four hours long because I was taking cues from radio. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's hard to fill four hours of content. Yeah. I've done that yeah. one time, a four-hour yeah, so show. Yeah, so I was like, we need to do four hours every week. Like, that is... <laughs> no way. People really want to hear me for four hours every week. <laughs> so we had to do it, and we did it for a little bit, but it didn't work out, you know, so... Or it, it's not that it didn't work out. It just wasn't fucking going anywhere. It wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything. So I was like, you know, let's take a little bit of time off here and uh, I'll try to figure out like what I can do. And uh, uh, I decided to move it to an hour. And uh, that's when we brought Brett in. And then uh, uh, me and Brett kind of, I don't even know how we hit it off really. He went with me to try stand up. And uh, we did stand up together for a little bit and we just decided like, let's just focus on the podcast. It's like easier than trying to make it in stand up from Columbus, Ohio. Sure. <laughs> and uh, it ended up working out. <laughs> I think there is nothing pathetic about that. And the best things in the world are come from spite. I'm so happy that you were able to tell your mom. It is my number one driver in life, and I think it's wonderful. I shouldn't have believed her, though. That's what I always think. It's like, why would I believe that? Like that, when I think about it now, I'm like, why would I believe that some radio guy met a woman at a wedding and was like, "My son is very funny. You should hire him." Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy would hire me, like because my mom said I'm very good at at something I had never done before. So, <laughs> like when I play it, when I play it out in my mind now, I'm like I should have never believed that. But you know what? If I didn't, I I just really wanted to believe it. So if I didn't believe it, I probably wouldn't have done the podcasting thing, and I probably wouldn't be doing it. So. I am kind of glad she she is insane. She's an insane person. <laughs> In my experience, the uh, talking to a radio guy on behalf of uh, a relative or friend that doesn't even work for people who like work at the radio station. I've got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a friend who works at a, a radio station here, and he told his boss like, "Hey, my friend would like to maybe come in, like check it out once or twice." And then I emailed the guy and like never even got a single response. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's like, you know what, though? At that time, it seemed like radio would be the only thing that I could ever do because I was kind of afraid of the idea of standing in front of an audience Mm -hmm. and them telling me I'm not funny. So radio felt like, well, that's the shortcut, right? Like, you don't have to look people in the eye. They can say you're not funny in their car (laughs) while they're driving to work or whatever. (laughs) But you're not going to hear that. Right. And then, you know, it ended up working out because if I was working at radio now, I, I don't think I'd be doing as well as I'm. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I look <honestly>. at the guys. <laughs> I look at the guys that I was looking up to in radio at the time or not really looking up to, but the guys <laughs> that were like local, like <laughs> dudes that, you know, that were doing it for real and are, are still doing kind of morning radio now. And I'm like, yeah, I would not want to be that guy. I wouldn't want to be standing out in front of a check cashing place next to a monster truck asking people <laughs> to spin a wheel so they can get a bumper sticker from my radio station. <laughs> yeah. 
selling car stereos in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It is like they do all those promotions and stuff, and like sometimes I'll like because I live downtown in Columbus, and sometimes I'll just walk by the promotions, and and there's just nobody there. You know, you'll look at their their you'll look at their videos, and they'll be standing in a cell phone store, and people are like actively trying to avoid them because they don't want to talk to some morning rate. They don't want to be brought into some morning radio world. You know, so and you know how much money are they making now? They they cannot, they cannot be making minimum wage to work in radio. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I think I think the Patreon thing is a, a more well. You know, there's not a ton of people succeeding or like living off of Patreon, but you probably have a better shot there than in local radio at this point. Absolutely, it feels easier. It feels easier. Like if you're making something. That people, if people are listening to the free stuff, and me and Brad have always been kind of like, let's make almost everything free. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, if people like the free stuff, they're a lot more willing to kind of pay for stuff that you spend more time. Like, w- you know, we've always, we try to make the Patreon something that's like different from the main show, something that is worth paying for, something where there's some kind of value to getting on it, you know, and and not just being like, hey, here's a, a version of the show that we don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of bonus shows. Absolutely. Yeah, I love getting emails, you know. I, I you do you guys do a great job of filling your stuff up with content. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to some people, you know, <laughs> but yeah, the a la carte model is really useful, I think, because you don't want to pay like I don't know, like you know, cable is everything is bundled together, and it's nice to be able to support the people you actually want to support and just them alone, you know. Yeah, yeah it would be great. People have been asking us for years to like put something together with our friends and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like you know, we're all like separate things, you know. We don't like uh, uh, we don't really work together. You know, we're not like employees in a break room or anything like that (laughs) that sit and talk to each other. We just sort of are a bunch of, you know, like the little circle that I run with. We're just people that talk online a decent amount and have happened to meet in person. And uh, uh, we but we don't like run our businesses together, you know, And, and if you did start a network of this stuff, somebody would have to run that. Yeah, and I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to do that. You know, that seems yeah. like horrible. Yeah, I don't think we've actually mentioned the name of your show. So, <laughs> just in case anyone is listening to our show and doesn't know where Brian is from, uh, he does a podcast called Street Fight Radio, and that's what we've been discussing for the past several minutes. Um, oh, I do several podcasts. Well, that's true, but we <laughs> yeah. were ta- we were talking about Street Fight <laughs> specifically. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The other stuff just happened because Street Fight went somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah well what are your other podcasts if if you would like the opportunity to plug them oh yeah i just i mean on the patreon i do a different podcast every five or six weeks Mm -hmm. so like uh uh, i consider those all separate podcasts because they're not street fight and they're nothing like street fight you know they're like totally different new things and then i do one called the pod cast which is about new metal and that's that's only once a month so that's yeah. not like too heavy of a workload. So those are the ones I do. I mean, the other ones are just I do mini series on my Patreon and I consider those I I, I have to consider those separate podcasts because if I don't, uh, uh, I won't work as hard on them. <laughs> <laughs> I like never considered that I could enjoy anything about shock jocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, and so if that is a plug for like how funny, right? Yeah. 
I know more about Tom Likas than I ever really wanted to know. <laughs> Me too. I have no interest in <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I can only imagine. That's why, like, that's like Justin in our show. He researches all the horrible stuff. And, yeah. uh, that's, it takes a toll on your psyche, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the shock jock thing is like maybe one of the easier ones I do, yeah. though, because those guys are entertainers. Right, right. So it's like people are always like, I can't believe you subject yourself to that. And it's like, well, but these guys are entertainers. They're actually like working to make something entertaining. At, right now, I'm doing a show about like motivational speakers and stuff. Uh, and uh, that is bad. Oh, like, yeah. listening to, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to Rich Dad Poor Dad right no! now. Oh no, yeah, we're yeah not a fan of that. I can't imagine no. on our podcast. <laughs> not at all. I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be a fighting uh, book, Rich Dad versus Poor Dad, but it right. was not. <laughs> Always take the Poor Dad. I would pay money to see a Poor Dad. Always bet on dad. the Poor Dad. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I would imagine he's scrappier. Like yeah, even much if he doesn't scrappier. have, even if he doesn't have the time to like work out as much as the rich dad, I imagine he like he's maybe doing like more physical labor as well. So he's got that kind of natural strength and just driven by rage. <laughs> it's such a bummer of a book though, because honestly, the the poor dad is a high school or is a uh, a college professor. Mm. So it's like, uh, okay. uh, Jesus, man, like that's poor. I mean, now it is. Unfortunately, back then, it is these days. But back then, I don't think a college professor was like a a poor guy's job. You know, yeah. Like you get tenure and shit. Yeah, pension. If you're lucky. Yeah, this was pre. Yeah, well, not now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Defined benefit. Pre (laughs) adjuncting. Instead of defined contribution. Yeah, Yeah, it was pre adjunct, which is like. I don't know if he was that poor. Like, this guy talks about his poor dad who had a nice house in the suburbs. And I'm like, no, no, I'm poor dad. <laughs> he owns a house? Damn. <laughs> yeah. I live in a fucking apartment, okay? They're really calling a homeowner poor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rich dad is a, a, a entrepreneur. And, oh, uh, boo. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, and he really talks badly about the poor people. That's that's the thing I've learned from this book is like, oh, rich people really hate poor people. (laughs) (laughs) We don't hate rich people enough. This is what I hope your show is starting to do is make people hate rich people more. (laughs) Yeah, we got to hate them back harder than they hate us. I think rich people, I think, I, you know, if anything, over the past week, we've yeah. seen that people really <laughs> hate rich people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just have to find, like, band together. Everyone individually hates them. We got to fan yeah. the flames. Yeah. Buy GME and hold it. <laughs> Fuck <over laughs> the rich people. Yeah. Modern day piracy. <laughs> yeah. I looked at that thing yesterday and I just finally decided, like, this is this is a scam. This is oh, yeah. not going to work out. For it's a time. scam all the way around, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At first, I was like really excited about it because I don't yeah. understand the stock market. Yeah. And I, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, people are people are mad at rich people and they're fucking them over. This is really great. But then, yeah. like, I started to think about it and I was like, you know, the people that are investing a lot of money in this and saying, hold on to it. They're going to be the only ones that make money out of this thing. The people that are, yeah, you know, the people that are investing, they're like taking out mortgages to invest in GameStop are are going oh, to get yeah. fucked. In There's going to be a, a lot of people fucked over, but 
I think it does. It is maybe a potential moment to get some class consciousness. Yeah, it is. It is to get people like thinking about it, right? And like talking about collective action, and then maybe they can think about unions. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if this, but better? <laughs> that pisses rich people off a lot more. Is unions? Right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> way more. They have complete control over the stock market because that's like capital. Their game. They have. Yeah. They don't have. <laughs> Like as much as they control the labor force, they don't control the actual labor itself. Like you, you do have some leverage there. Yeah, and when you see the government being like, "Hey, we got to do something about this," you're like, "This, this yeah. is gonna end." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. is like the government is just gonna fix this all up for those rich people. I mean, that's yeah. what they usually do. How it goes? Yeah, I was just like remembering when Bernie was like going for a financial transaction tax to cut down on speculation and like get free college or whatever. And they were like, it's going to hurt people's retirement accounts. And now they're like, we need regulation because it's going to hurt people's retirement accounts. We got to yeah. stop these speculators, these GameStop buyers. It's always buyers. about retirement accounts because yeah. those are the it's, people who yeah, are. It's transparent. Hopefully more people wake up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get yelled at every time you say something about the stock market being stupid because people are like, you know, teachers have pensions in that. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, most people don't like yeah. have pensions. Yeah, no. And like that, that stuff's been dwindling for like a decade at least now. Yeah, we can't let like a small percentage of people. We can't just be worried about a tiny percentage of people's pensions while everybody else is just sitting around like, I don't know, I'll fucking social security, maybe. Uh, yeah. I, maybe I'll work at Walmart. I'll I'll start a crafting <laughs> business or something yeah, yeah. like that. I don't really know. Etsy will save me. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll sell essential oils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I mean, that's how I always think is like, I don't have a retirement. I'm like, I'll just hustle. I guess, you know, I've been hustling this long. I think I can figure it out then. You know, I don't have any retirement. I might have some kind of money and some kind of market that a bit my job put in. But even like back when I was even at the cable company, it was kind of like, hey, you need to sign up for a 401k. It's the smart move to make. Yeah. And I'm like, I yeah, I just need the money now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to have to hold on to the money. Well, and it's also like you don't really want your 401k tied up in like super speculative shit because it's like like Tesla stock is like super overinflated for what it's actually, you know, their actual performance as a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make like what, 100 cars a year or some shit? <laughs> yeah. So it's like as someone who does have retirement accounts, like, no, like I would rather like have an economy that actually is based on like production and like actual real material things rather than like ridiculous speculation. So yeah. Brian, yeah. do you guys have like a ton of Tesla charging stations in Columbus? Yeah. We have a, okay. I'm not a ton, I wouldn't say, but we have like, I see, that's the thing though. Uh, like I live downtown where there are Teslas, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't get out of the city very much, so I don't see what they have like at, at in the suburbs or anything, but I do know that like I've seen them at like gas stations outside of the city where they'll have like a, a charging station. I always wonder how long it takes to charge one of those fucking things because it's like, what am I going to park at the gas station and, and wait for it to charge? <laughs> Stay here all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in like basically a suburb in Iowa and there's a grocery store near my house and they've got like probably 20 Tesla charging what? stations and it's like, 
how like maybe one of these gets used once a month like there aren't teslas here there's one or two is that it? Is that in, in the whole metro area yeah at the high view by my place i've never seen a tesla in my entire life and there is also like 20 charging stations <laughs> yeah, the yeah. I, I think there's like two teslas in yeah my i've seen a couple around des moines they always have custom plates but i actually <laughs> i don't live in a great side of town so i don't really see i've never seen a tesla charging mm-hmm. station they do always have custom plates every that time say like like uh a zap or something like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. something about electricity. <laughs> yeah, I don't see them often. I see, I, I see them. You know, there are some in my neighborhood because there's some rich people that live close by. But like, you know, I, I rarely see a car charging at one of those car charging stations. And right. it's like, I, I don't even get the charging stations. I, I would think you would just charge the fucking thing at home. Like it, it wouldn't right. be running out of batteries when you decide to go for a night on the town. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's for when you're like on a really long bender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you haven't been home for a week, and you just like, oh shit, I better charge this up, huh? Uh, Brian, since you mentioned your POD cast, which is about new metal, uh, something I wanted to ask you. You know, I've lived in Iowa for almost my whole life. I've never really listened to Slipknot at all, and I'm wondering <laughs> if you think I should. If I think you should, I don't know. It depends on what kind of music you like. I like Slipknot. I mean, I, mean, I'm I open think to they pretty much kick anything, ass. But yeah, listen to Iowa. Listen, you have a graduate degree in in music theory, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. As you can imagine, in uh, music academia, they don't really give <laughs> yeah, new metal its due. That's not in the curriculum. <laughs> yeah, they don't How talk about they? it nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, do they even talk about any kind of metal or anything um, like that? Do you talk about like? for lack of a better term, like white trash music. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of depends on like, w- like where you are, like what kind of classes you're studying. Like I can imagine, I never saw this myself when I was in school, but I could imagine like a sort of specialized music theory class. That's about like metal or like specific genres of metal or something, or maybe like, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound really funny to anyone who's not familiar with the term. Do you guys know what musicology is? <laughs> It sounds fake, right? It sounds so stupid. (laughs) Is that like a Jamiroquai album or something? (laughs) It does sound like an album. I I can guarantee there's an album. album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, musicology is basically, it's like an umbrella term for like music history, like ethnomusicology, basically the study of like who made music and why and like culture around music kind of. I could imagine like a musicology class about nu metal. But it, it's probably not going to be part of like your main curriculum, like your requirements for a degree. <laughs> yeah, I know when I was in school, like even when I took like pop sort of centered classes, like yeah. like I, I was a sociology major and, and, you know, you would take like pop culture courses and stuff. And it was always just the fucking Beatles and stuff. <laughs> right. It's always like, hey, oh, cool. We're talking about the Beatles again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did take some uh, like electronic music theory classes, which were kind of uh, like explored like the pop side. Like we talked about Bjork. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That's a very college person to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Bjork. (laughs) Certain demographic that listens to Bjork. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would love, I would teach a course about new metal. I think I have what it takes (laughs) to teach a course about new metal. You really teach some people about a type of music that I know entirely too much about. Like, 
it's another one of those things like shock jocks. It's like, oh, I know too fucking much, you know, uh, about these weird little things, these weird little uh, uh, things that nobody really cares about, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little bubble of time, you know, like when new metal was the the thing. And when like Howard Stern was the king of like syndicated or not, I guess it wasn't syndicated, but king of radio, which mm-hmm. doesn't even like really exist anymore. No, 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 no. Radio is dead. Like I, I can't think of anything more dead than radio. I still listen to Howard Stern though every yeah, yeah. every day. That he's every on. day. Wow. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got into it. I ended up getting serious radio to do Shocktober, and I just right. kind of never stopped listening to Howard Stern for some reason. It's it's <laughs> like watching Saturday Night Live to me now. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I watch Saturday Night Live. It's corny, but, like, I watched it growing up, so I just do it. Howard Stern's like that to me. It's corny as hell. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe some of the stuff he's doing now. It, it's basically SNL that he's yeah, doing now. It's crazy. He's done like the collabs with like Hillary Clinton and shit. It's just yeah. Like- he he does like he has like fake uh, Donald Trump come on and be like oh Bigly and stuff like that. <laughs> no you know? way. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing now, and it's very weird to listen to. He's like a, a kind of kinder he's like ellen degeneres yeah. mixed with howard stern he's now. adapting to the times that's smart. he is he is i guess i mean i i uh uh a lot of his fans really hate it <laughs> yeah i can imagine, <laughs> I can imagine yeah <laughs> it's kind of a sad turn so a few months ago brian we had your street fight co-host brett on our show and we spent most of that episode talking about work so i figured that would be a decent topic for you as well. And I've got some specific stuff here. So there's a coffee shop here in Iowa City called the High Ground Cafe. And uh, we, we've we had kind of a, over the past year, there's been a series of basically uh, coffee shop owners getting canceled <laughs> in, in the uh, social media circles here in Iowa City. And now it's High Ground's turn. Coffee shop owners get canceled at like a higher rate than any other business owners, it seems. (laughs) Oh, it was a coffee shop in that NPR article about how sad it is that her minimum wage employees would rather sit home on um, unemployment. Yeah. Do you remember that? (laughs) Coffee shop owner sucks. Why is that? What makes them so bad? I think we're just disappointed in them because we think it's like a liberal type of business you know like you think that they're progressives because they like you know they play like world music at their <laughs> yeah. place and like I, I wonder if they just attract the kind of audience who is more likely to just complain about shit <laughs> yeah, they yeah. do they definitely do yeah. attract like people you know conservatives don't go to coffee shops right they, they don't like I mean, go sit yeah. in a coffee shop and listen to music and and like do their work they don't do that so like they just attract the type of people who are like paying attention to what they do and i think a lot of people just assume that if it's a coffee shop then they treat their employees well and that's never true and no that they have good politics (laughs) and it's like well they still own a business so that that's going to preclude them from from having good politics they own a business and employ people right so (laughs) <laughs> and they pay a minimum wage. So I, I think like uh, uh, we just it, it just ends up surprising you that it's like when a musician has bad politics. You're like, what? 
Why why yeah. do you have bad politics? What's wrong with <laughs> That's you? That's a really good point cuz you think of like barista as being like one of the kind of better service jobs. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like probably less brutal and maybe people yeah. like you can get but, the green no. green vest at Starbucks, become the coffee master or whatever the fucking title is. <laughs> what? And they don't have to wear uniforms a lot of times. And you, I think people just immediately think if you walk into a place where the employees aren't wearing uniforms, you're like, oh, yeah, this is probably a great place to work. And it's like, well, just because they let you wear your own clothes oh, yeah. to get messy at their place. That doesn't mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Place to fucking they use work. it as like a carrot on a stick at office jobs. Oh, business casual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but casual on fridays like oh a jeans yeah. day instead Who of gives a bonus a fuck, man give me a break <laughs> just pay me my wife gets jeans day when she's in the office back back when people used to go to offices she would get like jeans yeah. day and they would make them pay for it so that they could give money to charity and it was what? like oh fuck that i would never wear what? jeans oh yeah. oh yeah, it's yeah. like you pay for the privilege yeah that's fucking that's really stupid. <laughs> Office shenanigans. I hope I never have to work a job with like a dress code ever again. It sucks. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> glad my company doesn't. Yeah, me too. I I had I had to wear a uniform for seven years and I hated it so much. I hated putting it on. I was always trying to like customize it. Like, <laughs> you know, I won't tuck my shirt in. Oh, they gave us T-shirts to wear. I'll only wear the T-shirts. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, I'll get some stylish boots. I just hated wearing a uniform. I feel so self-conscious when I'm in a uniform. Yeah. yeah. Now you can't go anywhere after work because then you're just standing there in your uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate it, too. It's like the idea, like, you dress for the job. Like, if they put you in a uniform, then you're more likely to, like, comply with the rules and be a good employee. Like it's like yeah. brain corporate brainwashing. They never give you enough individual. No, they don't. So they immediately like you're just wearing the same clothes every yeah, day. Yeah. But are you gonna you can like pay for an extra one? Like why would you do that? So then you yeah. have to do laundry like every day and it looks like shit. God, I hate that. When I was working yeah. in pizza, I had I think two polos that I had to wear there. And I like never wash them, and that's like the greasiest uh, job ever. No, <laughs> I, I was disgusting for the whole time I was working there. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. It was like here's two two shirts and yeah. two pairs of pants, and it's like oh cool, and and like you have to wear white shoes. But they would be like black in yeah. three or four days. It's like, I think you guys should switch the color of the shoes because people are seeing how dirty this fucking place is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the high ground. A couple of days ago, I think this was on Thursday, some former employees of the place were outside uh, picketing. They had like signs about how the owner, Wesley Ward, he's a COVID denier. He mistreats his employees. He's a dick. And uh, it doesn't look like any of the local news publications have run anything about the protests that happened the other day. So I think uh, we are actually the most official, uh, most legitimate source covering this story <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> so that's, that's fun. Uh, but I, I trace it back. I remember in the summer, an ex-employee posted this on Facebook. And I'm going to keep all this stuff anonymous for now. But if any of these people hear me reading their stuff and they would like to use our little platform uh feel free to reach out be happy to boost what you have to say about this place so this is from back in august one the owner is nearly impossible to contact and refuses to hire real management to take care of his business schedules never came out more than one day in advance if they came out at all 
We would be randomly closed for half of the week with no explanation because we didn't get a schedule. He would rarely show up for shifts that he was supposed to work. Again, this is all about the owner. <laughs> Schedules one day in advance. Yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. you can't even plan your life. Have you heard of those pl- retail places where like you basically never know what you're going to work? It depends on like how many people come into the store or not. Like Ugh. what a nightmare way to live your life. Like you never know what you're going to do the next day. You got to keep your phone on for a certain amount of hours or something like that. And they can call you and have you come in. Yeah. yeah. That is a nightmare. Being on nightmare. call for like a minimum wage retail job. That's insane. And you don't get paid to be on call. Right. Also, it just you don't even know, like not knowing when I I think that should be illegal. The, the Absolutely. You should have a certain amount of like like days notice you should have to have a certain amount of days notice for your schedule i honestly think schedules should be stable you should have to have stable schedules where they don't change every week like i I can't imagine that you know you run a business and you don't know when you're going to be busy yeah you bid on schedules (laughs) on seniority or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like pretty standard operating procedure but of course like they want people to be completely desperate and willing to do this shit like completely disregard their personal life Mm -hmm. all for the purpose of living surviving you know i mean you like know when people are going to want coffee and when they're not yeah like it doesn't seem like a a very complex science Mm -hmm. i i do like i i do kind of feel like i understand the 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 owner in that like the place is randomly closed sometimes because i think if i ran a business I would probably be randomly closed sometimes because it's so like true. I just don't feel like <laughs> doing yeah. it. You know? Sick day. <laughs> yeah. Plan sick days. <laughs> like I run a business now, but I know exactly when I'm gonna be working and it's only a few days a week. And I like right. I can't imagine being like, oh, I gotta do eight hours at this place that I own and I shouldn't I don't feel like doing it, so we're closed today. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, the owner made us work during the beginning of COVID with no hazard pay, no extra cleaning supplies, or any mask requirements. I wonder what he said to him about that. I was just thinking about like the first night when they were talking about lockdown, when when lockdown first started happening. I just remember the first night going to the grocery store and standing in a really long line without a mask and being like, I'm surprised we didn't get it then. Like, yeah, I'm surprised everybody (laughs) didn't get it that night because everybody just rushed to the grocery store and nobody had masks and you were just standing like right next to each other. And it was just like, oh, my God, like that's probably where the initial huge spread of it started. Now, I I can't believe we did that. Like they didn't they didn't say like, hey, uh, maybe you know, some people go this day, some people go this day. Let's spread this out a little bit. Just right, no yeah. fucking yeah. guidance on no how forethought to do this. at all. Yeah. No. And they were telling us not to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Fauci like, did. Yeah. He said at this time, there's no reason for you to wear a mask. And it's like they're because doing it already they, in every fucking other country. <laughs> yeah. Why do people gargle his balls so much? They're, he seems like someone yeah. who has fucked up two pandemics now. You should get the death yeah. penalty. He right. shouldn't he was, be running. He was around for AIDS, Yeah. He was around for AIDS. That's completely crazy that that guy is still like high up 
like yeah, about 40 he years later. should have been later. run out of town. Yeah. Yeah, he is like a dude that, like, I've never heard somebody have such, like, he's the only person that has faith in the system where he's like, uh, I think, you know, by August we'll be uh, uh, vaccinating children. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no way. No yeah. fucking way. <laughs> Are you familiar with America? Why are you so People will just take anyone who appears to be like a competent technocrat. Like, oh yeah, he's he's in control. He's one of the adults in the room. So we have to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, 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 I guess if you hear him, they, they just thought his hands were tied by Trump. And it's right. like, I don't know, man. I mean, I'll listen to him because he says positive stuff like where I'm like, well, I hope he's fucking right that I should have my vaccine by the summer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if he, uh, I, I saw him last week, like the Johnson and Johnson vaccine should be approved in two weeks and then sending sent out. It's like, you don't know that, dude. How would you fucking know that if it's going to be improved? In, if you think it's going to be approved in two weeks, then why don't you fucking just approve it now? Why make us wait the two fucking weeks if it's going to be approved? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know enough about being a doctor to know if he's a bad doctor, but Jesus, man, the, the stuff he says where you're like, does he understand like setting people up to to not <laughs> be angry about the whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> he could have quit his job and gone rogue against the Trump administration and probably should have. That. And like would have had people gargling his balls anyway. So even more probably. And yeah. people would people would listen to him. Like outside of government more than like i don't I fucking mean, he know was, I just... he was like on reagan's staff like during the aids yeah. crisis too yeah yeah but i mean in a lot of eyes like you're right that would give him credibility to a lot of people mm -hmm. he like what happened is he like became this resistance hero and then like what like hashtag resistance and then what <laughs> once that happened like everyone had an opinion on him and like because conservatives hated him liberals had to love him it's like you don't get to fuck up two pandemics and keep i mean not only keep your job but like yeah keep getting your dick sucked like <laughs> you should be fired like if he had quit too it, he acts like uh, people would be like oh you can't just quit your job and it's like he can they would yeah, give I him think a he book deal yeah. Yeah. yeah they would just give him a fucking huge book deal and he'd be fine yeah. unless he's just like lazy and doesn't want to write a book which i fucking respect that a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, we still have to hear from jim comey so <laughs> He's still allowed to weigh in on everything. Yeah, yeah. He is a hero, too. An FBI hero, Jim <laughs> Comey. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, number three does get into some, some of Wesley's beliefs about COVID. Number three, the owner told me he believed COVID was a hoax, and he never wore a mask around us and was frequently still seen out at bars while refusing to communicate to his employees about their job. I wish guys like that just got COVID. I wish it was like a guarantee because I yeah. see all these people going out and stuff and I'm pretty jealous of them. Like I have this weird fucking jealousy of people who are just living their normal everyday life. It just yeah. makes me fucking crazy yeah. that people are just living their normal life while I sit at home and I'm like, why don't I have the guts to do that? Yeah, I wish I was stupid. Or stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish I, I lived in a fantasy world. Like, what must it be like? It would be amazing. Like, you just go back to your life and yeah. you're not yeah. scared and you're not stressed all the time. Because I'm stressed all the time yeah. that I'm, kill I'm killing someone's Nana if I go outside. Yeah. And, like, imagine. 
<laughs> I'm definitely jealous of people who've already had it and like recovered with like no long term symptoms and people who've been vaccinated first and foremost. I'm so yeah. jealous Give me the of people vax. who've been vaccinated. I know Brian's yeah. pro vax. <laughs> Extremely. I want that I, I in my body it. as soon as possible. <laughs> Yeah, I've said this a few times, but like, I don't know what any of the drugs they put in your body are. So why would I fucking <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, I don't know. I don't trust this yeah, vaccine. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> you don't know how SSRIs work. So why would it matter yeah. with a vaccine works? <laughs> exactly. I, I, yeah, I take SSRIs. I take all these different pills. I take, I, you know, cocaine and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know what's in any of this stuff. I don't, I, whatever, you know. Yeah. So, the Washington Post did an article about how Subway tuna sandwiches have no tuna nor any fish. And so people are out there eating Yeah, Subway there's a lawsuit sandwiches. where they're alleging that to, to defend Subway here. <laughs> okay, there's a lawsuit where they said a lab tested it and found that it didn't have tuna or any other fish in it. I'm so curious about what that's what, it, is what it? that is. What yeah. Is they didn't yeah, that's the cliffhanger. They didn't just tell you what it is. Paper. What do you think it they is? They don't Ryan? even know. It's alien origin. Subway would have to tell you what it is because like you can't like take it to a lab and, and like stick it through a machine and have it be like, Oh, this is paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the this display is... here says uh, rubber. It's just a slurry. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch oh, of different God, shit. Slurry. Ground up and <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten Subway tuna, but I imagine it's chewy. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I really do think it's like cardboard or paper. Their 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 bread was made out of the same stuff as yoga mats. <laughs> yeah. There, that's Wait, yeah, what? that was that. that, was that. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It was like uh, to improve the consistency of the bread or something that <laughs> they use the same what? chemical as yoga mats, and like <laughs> people freaked out. You, get, you want the five dollar foot long, but you want to know what's in it. You can't have. You got to choose one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a big big like just don't tell me yeah. what's in it and yeah. i don't care it's like <laughs> the same thing with the vaccine like i don't even care what's in it people are like now people are like trying to describe what's in it and it's like listen people can't even get the fucking vaccine right so it's like yeah these skeptics like let's just not even work hey how about we worry about the skeptics after they can get it yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of guinea pigs before it gets to me it's also like literally the same ingredients as like any vaccine along with the one ingredient that like trains your body to fight coronavirus so it's like yeah i mean obviously people don't trust fact i mean there's a significant people amount of people who don't trust them anyway but yeah. uh does it have mercury in it evan yeah <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm willing to I'd be fine it, with though. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? It has it has dead babies in it, is what I heard. So. That would make cool it more that too. powerful. That gives it like yeah, an extra that's, punch. Uh, <laughs> medicine, right? If they yeah. said it had shit in it, I would. Tell you. <laughs> I I don't care. Uh, number four, he refused to follow health inspector guidelines in his stores, even when employees or managers tried to implement them. Well, those are a pain in the ass. <laughs> He's a very hands-off guy, except when it comes to his own employees trying to follow guidelines. <laughs> hey, hey, come on. We don't follow that guideline. <laughs> we keep the refrigerator at 55 and you know it. <laughs> Uh, number five, he told employees that he received a $100,000 grant to pay employees starting June 1st, 
And then he continued to randomly close his stores with no explanation to employees and with no explanation as to where that money was going, since it obviously wasn't going to our payroll. <laughs> Those PPP loans are the yeah. best scam. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Right when things started to happen, uh, our the accountant that does our stuff was like, hey, y'all want to get a PPP loan? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and we were like, no because we'd have to pay it back and then they're like oh you don't have to pay back the ppp loans and we're like god damn it we should have got the ppp <sighs> loan <laughs> yeah it's just free money for whatever it, right, you, apparently. there's like <laughs> conditions i think you have to meet like if your employees get it's there's some conditions you have to meet in order to have it paid back with no interest or like not get charged for it yeah yeah there it's been exploited so heavily yeah we wanted to these. do that that was like what we wanted to do was exploit it and yeah. just yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I'm not I'm not knocking them. Toss all the people yeah. that work with us a couple thousand or a thousand dollars and then buy a new studio. That was what we were going to do. Just fuck yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I would prefer if the government had an actual comprehensive coronavirus like mitigation strategy. But, you know, if they're going to give out those loans, you might as well take them while you so can. So many rich guys have jet skis now because of the PPP loan. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> Second jet skis. Yeah. So many remodels on people's man caves happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and our governor's staff, they're uh, taking advantage. Like, they're using the PPE. Well, it's, I think that's a different thing than the loans, but they're using, like, federal COVID money to pay for their, like, assistance and giving them huge pay raises. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish I could have done, I wish I would have been smart enough to take it, but we just didn't want to have to pay it back. That that was the problem. Yeah, they're saying that uh, Iowa, like they they had to do have so many extra responsibilities because of the COVID pandemic. But then like Iowa has like the worst response. Like we were in the news for having like one of the top three worst like state plans. There was no it. lockdown there, was yeah. there? No, never, never none. Nah. Like no. they're not even. No. They they was phased in. There was like we're gonna close bars early. We're gonna close bars for a little while for only a couple weeks. Like they're just literally waiting for the numbers to go down a little bit, and they're saying, "Okay, we can ease them back." That's again. what we do here. Yeah, it's just up that's and down. how we yeah, handle yeah, it. Yeah, it's not too yeah. different. <laughs> it's not too much different, but yeah, they there was no ever like all the way complete like lockdown. Yeah, I remember you. You were kind of saying Mike DeWine was doing a good job like early on. Right? He locked Brian? everything down for like a month and a half, and then got scared. It was like, "Hey, we're yeah. gonna open everything <laughs> yeah. back up now. We have a curfew that doesn't matter." Like I, we have a ten o'clock curfew, and I am out after ten yeah. o'clock almost. You know, when I work, I fucking go over to Brett's and I leave at midnight, and everybody's out. Yeah. Nobody goes home, and uh, it like sort of uh, uh, they moved it to eleven o'clock because our numbers went down. So like basically the numbers go down, and they <laughs> give people a little bit more back and then they they lock every they they put the numbers back down but no all of our bars and all of our restaurants are open now he he is uh uh horrible at this and it was really funny because early yeah. on people were really like i can't believe it you know this guy's great yeah you know he's really doing it right and and other states were like hey we're taking our cues from ohio and then he just totally <laughs> fucked the whole thing up yeah they're like oh he's brave enough to like actually be a republican who still does you know the right thing for covid or yeah. whatever and then he but then chickened yeah. out and our kim reynolds is yeah she's just totally a trump stooge like she's been a campaigning for trump basically for the past well up until the actual election but crazy people <laughs> also did like show up at the uh public health 
woman's house with guns and like uh, oh, uh, we had all this what? crazy stuff happening like uh, during the lockdown where they were like open it back up and they were they were like showing up at people's houses with guns and threatening them and shit like that so like you can kind of understand him being like a little bit nervous to keep the lockdowns going because it's like i don't know i don't want to <laughs> get shot by one of these fucking hillbillies that are mad because they yeah. like i don't even know can't go to a uh the racetrack or something like that <laughs> we would have had that here too for sure <laughs> so maybe kim knew what she was doing i guess yeah yeah i mean it has to be an odd position to be in where you're like i don't know i think everything should be closed probably but as soon as i do it it, the threats just start rolling in and people like really people really got crazy there for a period of time and yeah. like every state surrounding you might not be i mean you may put people into lockdown and then you know fucking sturgis happened sturgis yeah. happened next <laughs> yeah. to us right yeah that was fun they just had sturgis yeah yep. <laughs> and they all came back here and got everyone killed they did that sturgis <laughs> thing was a disaster hopefully People are vaccinated by Sturgis this year because it seems like a disaster that we can't fucking uh, uh, we can't make sure it doesn't happen. So we just have to hope that things can't are taken Sturgis. care of by them. Yeah, <laughs> no Sturgis is happening for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. I saw that they've traced two hundred and fifty thousand cases to Sturgis. <laughs> wow, fucking uh, bikers. Uh, number six, <laughs> freedom. Right number there. Number six on this list of reasons Wesley Ward sucks. He pays bare minimum wage at seven twenty-five an hour at one of the busiest coffee shops in Iowa City. Mm, that sucks. Seven twenty-five. Your minimum wage is the same as ours. Yes. Oh, you have the I federal mean, too. Okay. Yeah. Wait. We wait, got did, a little raise to eight sixty. Okay. Uh, uh, coming soon. Oh, you don't have it yet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not yet. No, still seven something. Yeah, ours has been seven twenty five since I was a teenager, like yeah. forever. And even though you know, like cost of living is lower here, you can't live on that in Iowa City. No, 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 uh-uh. absolutely not. No, you can't live on that in like anywhere. Fucking <laughs> in like bumfuck rural Iowa, you can't either. Right. Even where housing is really cheap and all there is is like a Dairy Queen, like you still can't. Yeah, you need two jobs at least. Yeah. Yeah. And you still have to drive somewhere. You still have to have gas to get places, which, you know, I I drove through Iowa and it's like things are very (laughs) far apart from each other. (laughs) If you're rural, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And that's especially interesting here in Johnson County. So a few years ago, the county supervisors passed. it's not a law, but whatever you call a, a board of supervisors passing a rule. <laughs> I don't remember an the term or- for that. Ordinance. Yeah, like an ordinance. Yeah, that's right, ordinance. Uh, they passed a higher minimum wage in this county to 1010. And then the state government was like, no, you can't enforce that at all. So there was kind of a campaign in Iowa City where like businesses would all pledge, like, we will observe the 1010 minimum mm-hmm. wage here. And I guess apparently High Ground isn't one of those, although I don't know <laughs> if I was aware of that before this year. <laughs> yeah, what's going to be more important, social pressure or your bottom line? Like, if this guy can get away with charging seven twenty-five and he still has people willing to work. Which he has for several years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm sure people assume that he is keeping the pledge, too, because he's an Iowa City coffee shop. And, like, right. 
Yeah. There are little like stickers that the businesses place in their front windows. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I would love to see this place. I got to know like what the vibe is in there. Is this like a Blue Lives Matter coffee <laughs> no, shop? No, not is at all. Like- <laughs> no, that- Oh, no, no. (laughs) That really wouldn't fly in downtown Iowa City. Iowa City is like a little liberal college bubble. Like, it's the only county in the entire uh, country that voted for Elizabeth Warren (laughs) in the primaries. (laughs) Yeah, it's that kind of vibe. There is, like, a a conservative kind of burger bar downtown. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's, that's, like, as thin blue line as it gets around yeah, here like downtown iowa city in particular is dominated by the university mm-hmm. a conservative burger restaurant well you know <laughs> like that's not part of their like theme or ah. anything but <laughs> but they uh they're run by like real conservative people and um you guys remember when there was that flag burning in iowa city and there's oh, a fedex, the FedEx guy? guy yeah 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 they have like a poster of that fedex guy <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, the FedEx guy tried to put out the flag and was like, and they were like, we need to reward this FedEx brave employee for stopping the flag burners. Yeah. I do remember the FedEx guy. He was he was big. That was when I was on Facebook still, and I could look at the conservative memes. That was like early 2017, I think. Uh, And that was Andrew Alamau. A uh, friend of the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that oh, threw the cool. tomato. Threw the, at Trump. He threw the tomato at Trump and got arrested in yeah. Cedar Rapids. <laughs> no, that was in Iowa City. Oh, in Iowa City. Okay, yeah. that's badass. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he's in Austin now. Ugh, I hate that place. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Austin? No, no Why not? way. They ripped us off. The, oh, the bar right, there ripped right. us off. And so I hate Austin now because all the bars really wanted to rip us off. But this one, this is the one that got us. And uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of a cool place. It just it wasn't my favorite place. I I, I think I like Dallas and Houston a little bit more and Oklahoma mm-hmm. City and, you know, cities where they didn't rip us off. <laughs> That's a plus for sure. I will say the venue you guys performed at Vaudeville Muse in Des Moines is no longer operating. And that is a tragedy because that place had just shows every fucking day, basically. And when had did all it kinds of acts during COVID, like probably like May, April or May. Yeah. Wait, is it gone? Or maybe a little bit later. Yeah, they closed. Yep, Aww. it's done. Yeah, it's it sucks a lot. They couldn't yeah, keep they, it going. They booked like my sister's boyfriend band, like national bands, Street Fight, you know. Chapo. Yeah. Chapo, yeah, they yeah. booked some cool shit there. Yeah. When we were yeah, there, there's... we were looking at the walls and stuff and, and the old posters and shit. And it was like, oh, wow, this place kicks ass. That sucks. Yeah, it really does. Because there wasn't, I if I remember correctly, there weren't many other venues there either that not, we yeah that booked. would not of there's that kind bigger, yeah. yeah not of that yeah there's bigger rooms for sure but yeah there's like a specific kind of size venue 200 to 500 that yeah. is like you gotta if you don't have a couple of them in the city it's so hard to get anything cool mm-hmm. coming through the city you know yeah it's mm-hmm. really gonna it's a big impact on Des Moines culture yeah once people are like touring again like are we going to get anything in Iowa? (laughs) Every every cool place here is closed too now. I mean, you would think that it's possible that somebody will, like the way we've been thinking about it is somebody's going to pop in to uh, fill that void. It just sucks that the people that were supporting it for so long are kind of out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Des Moines, you know, Omaha, Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, those are still big enough to get a decent amount of acts like we at the arena rock shit goes through the US yeah. cellular center all the time i think um oh shit 
this is like only kind of related, but I think Five Finger Death Punch is playing the Iowa State <laughs> Fair this year. Yeah, they are. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. They they suck. I mean, <laughs> I do so not like that band. One of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like billing it as like, oh, finally something other than country. Uh, yeah, they had but Slipknot I mean, two years ago. Yeah, or like something that's like edgy or like you know like will attract the people who like heavier music. <laughs> so yeah, they but had Slipknot, Slipknot is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, Slipknot has act like way more, especially here. Like, yeah, yeah, they have good politics too. Slipknot is good all around. I like Slipknot. Okay. Not as good. I don't know anything about their politics or about. The, I don't know anything about their music, but I like their politics a lot. Okay. Every person I've interviewed or talked to that's met the lead singer of Slipknot says he's a great fucking guy. He's okay. just a, a, like the nicest guy in the world. We've interviewed three people that that know him. Uh, Riley from Power Trip, rest mm-hmm. in peace. He mm-hmm. was sweet. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Paulo from Trivium, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who else, but oh, Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die. All three Damn. of them were like, he's the greatest guy. He's like the nicest guy, and he helps people out. And I've read his politics, and he he was a Bernie Sanders guy. He's 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 got good politics too. Cool. I'm glad to know that. Yeah, I was I was number one export. Absolutely, has good yeah. politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't think yeah, like it's the three of us have not listened to them at all. <laughs> we should, I think Justin you did mention doing a Patreon thing where we like listen to Slipknot. Yeah, I I think maybe I should listen to all of their albums and review them. I would or be something. down. I would be down to participate. Yeah. In that. All right. Do it. I was there when they were there at the state fair. Iowa in the early out, the early songs on the first out, uh, 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 their self titled are, are really good albums. Like, fucking really good. Like, they hold up. And their most recent one's really good. Like, uh, Slipknot stuff kind of holds up because metal is like, they they weren't doing like strictly a new metal thing, you know? Right. They were, they were kind of just a heavy band that, got kind of because they had a couple songs where he kind of rapped they got put into that thing and they toured with a lot of those bands but you know you'd probably like them if you listen to any kind of metal like actual real metal you know they're not like corn or anything which corn's very good too (laughs) well yeah actually i know you love them (laughs) bad politics though corn has bad politics (laughs) (laughs) do you guys follow eve six on twitter (laughs) I yeah, did for I've a minute. Seen them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never followed him, but yeah, I saw the tweets. <laughs> yeah, I see him. I've actually seen Eve Six live. I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They played Homecoming at Co. my sophomore really? year of college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god dude uh, we had like the fray or some shit nice. or whatever that fucking lame band is yeah that's i mean those are good bands at at a college yeah oh see we had patrice o'neill when i was in college came oh, through that's, and that's pretty cool that's, they would not do that now <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but i i didn't get to go i was so fucking bum it's the Dang. only time he came to columbus he's like one of my favorite of all time oh my god guys. so fucking funny yeah he oh, was such he was a, a king. bummer such a bummer yeah he was he was one of my favorite I, he's like one of my inspirational guys so yeah i love so patrice funny. but yeah he came through i haven't listened to like that much opie and anthony stuff but uh one patrice clip that like always sticks in my mind is when he's arguing with nick DePaolo 
and Napalo is like saying Italians have contributed more to a uh, culture than black people or something. And oh, pa- Patrice is like, thanks for spaghetti, motherfucker. <laughs> that line is so good. <laughs> he was fucking great. He was, he was so funny. Uh, there's a really good clip and I, I can't remember what it is where he's talking about undercover boss and he's just fucking, he's just, and Nick DiPaolo's in there and he's just like, he he's really destroying them. It's very <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, number seven on the list of uh, Wesley Ward's crimes. He didn't pay working employees for months during the COVID pandemic. Uh, they don't really get into specifics there, but I assume because it's listed, it means people were working and not getting their checks. <laughs> yeah, that seems Jesus. to have happened a lot with a yeah. lot of shitty small businesses that yeah. people were working and like they were like, we'll get your checks. Just wait till this loan yeah. comes in. Yeah, there was a restaurant in Des Moines called Crunkwich that was like a really popular uh, <laughs> spot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it was so good. Name. It was yeah, good. It was so Everyone bad. went there and they like went out of business so because good. like they're the owner was such a shithead and he like just didn't pay his employees or like he I think some of them like actually had like bounced checks and shit. Oh my god. Yeah, he's terrible, but Crunkwitch was so good. It, it was, was ramen good. and tater tots, you guys. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Ramen and tater tots. <laughs> that sounds all right. Yeah. That I thought it would have been sandwiches. Crunkwitch. You would th- you would think so. They but have, there like, were no fried ramen sandwiches. like there was no sandwiches. Oh there weren't okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Was that the same owner as that uh, taco place? Yeah. Taco Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah, I yes. believe yeah. so. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that mm. guy getting canceled as well. Yeah. That place sucked. Crunkwitch was good, though. Crunkwitch, not sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> not sandwiches or alcohol. It's a ramen place, Brian. <laughs> it's for ramen. Weird. Uh, number eight. This is a funny one. We didn't have a working coffee brewer for months at a coffee shop. <laughs> What did they do? Yeah, I really, I don't know. It doesn't explain it. Uh, Sorry, I gave away the gender of this anonymous writer. They had like 10 Keurigs. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that like really pissed me off when I was working at the pizza place is like when we would have something broken and I would be like, hey, can we get a new one of these? And like for months, we just had to keep going with this broken equipment because the owner is too lazy to buy something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I had that. I mean, when I worked at the cable company, I carried a butter knife around for a long time instead of a uh, uh, flathead screwdriver. <laughs> oh God! So I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pull it out of your work, your your tool belt while you're in somebody's house. That really inspires confidence <laughs> in the work you're about to do. Yeah. For me, the the one that pissed me off the most was the broken dustpan because it had a big crack in the middle, so stuff oh, would yeah. just fall through it. And that's cheap too. Right. And yeah. they have them they have them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to bring one from home though, because it's like this isn't my business. Like I just work here. Get a fucking yeah. dustpan. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am too. I never would just bring stuff in. You yeah. know? I was always just like, No, you're gonna have to buy it or I'm not gonna <laughs> have it. So if you want me to do stuff then uh, uh, if you want me to do stuff, that's it. Uh, then you'll have to bring it in. I, <laughs> I don't spend any money at all. I remember they had these uh, uh, the drill bits that you could screw in with a nut driver. And uh, they were like, yeah, you just go buy one yourself. They're like four bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, then get, get them for me. You know, four dollars isn't that much money. <laughs> uh, number nine. He made workers frequently close the store alone despite safety concerns and no security in the store. 
I don't know how late they were open, but uh, it's mostly like 18, 19 year olds working there. So I could see that being a problem downtown. Yeah, it feels weird that, well, I guess if you can close, uh, I guess if you close early, then uh, you can have 18, 19 year olds close. Well, I guess anytime, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know. I don't know the rules around that. I don't know the also the area because it's like if, if you had to close here, downtown Columbus, it's safe. There's yeah, I don't know. Nothing That's, going I, on the here. city is like a pretty active town at night. I don't know. Yeah. 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 There's nothing going on here. I mean, like I, I, I walk at all hours of the night, although I am a large white man. Right. So people... <laughs> Like if you if you weigh two hundred pounds, people aren't generally going to rob you anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm probably speaking out of school there. Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I know high ground employs a lot of like college girls, and it's you know I mean I could I'm imagining that this is on the list because somebody was like, hey, I don't really feel safe like closing this store alone with no security and like all the street lights are off and it's two a.m. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that is the thing. That is also the thing, right? Is like, uh, uh, if it's a s- dead town, then people that are lur- lurking around late at night probably aren't safe. It's not like safe yeah. to to be walking around. I can understand that. Yeah, you know, Iowa City. It does. It does have a, a bit of a sexual assault problem as well. Yeah. Yeah, I worked at the Vine. Fuck you, the Vine. <laughs> And I walked home at like two a.m. After they re- they gave you your shirts to like two or three sizes too small, Jeez. and you could. <laughs> oh man, that the vine on Apprentice. Yeah, they did that they to me growing women. up. They only hired women, and they gave their they everyone got a too small shirt. <laughs> but walking home at night, like I, I didn't like that very much. Yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. It probably just depends on a lot of factors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, have your big 200-pound dudes working at night. They'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one on this list is that workers sometimes had schedules with less than eight hours between shifts. Jesus. I hate that. that cloping. off. They yeah. call that cloping. Cloping. <laughs> Should be illegal. I think it is illegal in some places. Like, I think Seattle made it illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I mean we've we've gone for over an hour now, and I only read one post about Wesley Ward, so I I don't think we need to dig too much deeper into this. But uh, listeners who live in the area, I imagine you're probably already aware of what's going on. But I would encourage you uh, not to give Wesley Ward at the High Ground Cafe any further business. Uh, it does kind of suck because it's it's like a nice place to hang out, and I've like booked shows there in the past, and it it all it all worked quite well. But, uh, you know, it's not really worth it if the guy is treating his employees like shit. Trumpet Blossom Cafe. Go to Trumpet Blossom Cafe. Yeah, that place is cool. Yeah, that place is the one. And I've booked a lot of shows there, too. (laughs) Yeah. That is that is the thing is like that's why people think coffee shops are cool. But like, you know, you got to always think like, you know, people are also cynical, too. And they'll just start a business. You know what I mean? They'll like start a business and be like, yeah, we're like a progressive branded business it's Mm -hmm. like a brand you know when we first with 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 street fight we like talked about burgerville who is like a place who's like hey you know we we treat the animals right and stuff like that but they like (laughs) crushed a fucking union yeah you know and that's that that's the fucking thing is like uh 
you can't like really trust the branding because a lot of times they brand things as progressive so that you'll go there and yeah. Yeah. book mm-hmm. shows there and they can pack the place out when you do live shows and shit like that, you know? What was the other uh, Iowa City coffee shop that uh, had the crazy owner? That was Java House. Java House. Mm-hmm. I remember. I think we talked about yeah, Java House. Yeah, you did. House yeah, you did. I think it was the same week that we talked about it. Actually. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, people send us stuff like this yeah, yeah. kind of often, like different coffee. It's like a lot of coffee houses that are just evil. It's like we should stop thinking coffee houses are progressive. I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any are. No, I mean, there's they're businesses. Like you know, no business is really going to be altruistic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are ones around the country that are run by there's like co-op ones and stuff like that that are that are probably pretty good but like as a rule if it's owned by a person if there's an owner it's probably not good yeah like that's gonna (laughs) go to that person's head they're probably a tyrant (laughs) yes especially in the restaurant industry or you know service industry Yeah. yeah Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Well, there was one other thing I want to bring up, but uh, we don't have to spend uh, a lot of time on it. Let me just check this here. Okay. Yesterday, our governor, Kim Reynolds, signed a law that is requiring all public schools to offer a 100% in-person learning option for students. Uh, Prior to this, you know, a a lot of districts were going with like hybrid options, but now Every single school has to have an option for students to come in 100% of the time. Yeah, we have that here. I, I mean, my do- we're quarantining right now because somebody that sits next to my daughter had COVID and uh, she had to come home. She's home until next Friday. But uh, yeah, we, we're doing a, a, hybrid, a hybrid thing. We don't do okay. the 100% yet, but yeah, pretty much they want all the schools in Ohio open by um, March. March and um, yeah, I think geez. this one they gave the districts like two weeks. February, to get the, yeah, February yeah. F- like fifteenth or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. They with the like hybrid stuff, they were doing pretty good. I I have a five year old. Um, she's all virtual, but they were at least they closed down on Wednesdays to do a, a big cleaning between the two cohorts and like my school's principal is really cool and sent out a like email like a nasty email about the governor basically (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like we are gonna try our absolute best but you need to understand that we can we are with this many students we are not going to be able to maintain what we should with elementary students eating together we just we just aren't so I'm and he said like I'm not trying to scare you but I just need you to understand that and I thought that was cool so they're complying obviously they're opening for full time but yeah, they're getting the teachers vaccinated here by March is what they're saying. Mm. But it's like, I mean, that doesn't prevent me from getting it. Yeah, right. No. Like yeah. my kid can still go to school and get it and bring it yeah, home. Yeah, the kids are going to give it to each other, you know? Like, yeah, it's like... Well, I, there's no vaccine here for our teachers. They did put them on the, the first priority, which is like, but it's been such a fucking shit show here. So I think it's a shit show Everywhere, Everywhere except yeah. for uh, West Virginia, where it's not a shit show. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, West Virginia is like supposedly doing really well. Hmm. Interesting. Well, one time my daughter's mask fell down to her neck and she used her tongue to lick it up over her nose. So I don't really think that the elementary schoolers are doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> she takes off her mask and it's like full. It's just, it's disgusting. Yeah. 
It's not gonna. Can, it's kids. Yeah. It's so like, terrifying yeah. to me how the government is like basically in lockstep now. Like they're all insistent on like all the schools have to be open all the time. Like even like Joe the Biden. Biden. Yeah, like, it's the Biden every, administration is explicitly everyone in that. power is like all the schools, all the kids have to be going to the school. Otherwise, otherwise they're it's not so, really learning. <laughs> it's so fucking cynical because they're saying it's because kids need it in order to eat and stuff, and it's like fucking pay people to let them eat. Then right. it's like. No, the reason you want it in is so that people can get back and get churned through the, like, economy and spit out. And, like, it's because people need childcare or they're not going in. That's all. Yeah. Yep. And it has nothing to do with, you know, is our children learning? It's like- helping people get back to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the, the state of the state speech that Reynolds did a couple weeks ago. Get back to work. That's the message from the top, everyone. <laughs> Love it. I love that message. I'm, I, I <laughs> never took any days off, but I understand. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I think uh, that qualifies as a, a full podcast episode, if you guys think we've fulfilled the requirements. Yes, sir. Yeah. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was fun. A lot of fun, for sure. Being our guest of honor for the big five zero. Hell yeah. I'm Keep so it going. happy. Yeah. Keep it going. You'll get up there in those street fight numbers soon. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yeah, we all, well, except for Ju- Justin doesn't have, just, we're working class except for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I have a job. I actually I did start. I said that in the uh, last one, but yeah. I started a company in classes again this week because school started. Oh, so nice, nice. I've got more work now, which is oh, good because cool. oh, the unemployment boo. stopped. The unemployment oh. stopped, though, so I needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Brian, if, I mean, this has got to be like a tiny sliver, but if there are any people who listen to our show who are not aware of where to find you, where should they go? Just Murder X Brian and Street Fight WCRS on Twitter. That's Those are the best places to find stuff I do. Awesome. And I endorse everything that Brian does. And yes. I, I think everyone should uh, Absolutely check out follow. all this stuff. Yeah. And well, check out Street you. Fight. All been, the podcasts that you like would not exist so if it wasn't for him. Since just, so. Justin actually introduced it to me. Thank hey. you, Justin, for doing that. You're doing my job <laughs> yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. Yeah, the word of mouth stuff works a lot better. And I, now that we're on that subject, though, just b- before we end, if you listen to our show, please tell someone else about it because I do a bad job of promoting this as well. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> I don't even post Promoting on sucks. I get yeah. yelled at by Jesse Farrar all the time because <laughs> I don't promote things right. He like... <laughs> He, uh, I had him on a show and he was like, hey, do I have to fucking tell you to tweet about it so I can retweet <laughs> it? Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, I get yelled at for my bad promotion all the time. <laughs> I just rely on Justin and Natalie to do the promotion. It's terrible. <laughs> Promoting sucks. It's the stupidest thing in the yeah, world. Fuck it. <laughs> we're going to get back out on the road. You know, yeah. that's the best promotion we can do. Yeah, I, I can't wait till someday when you have to come to Des Moines again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hope to. I hope to or, someday. Yeah, Iowa City would be good. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there are there are people who came from Iowa City to Des Moines to see you guys. So yeah, I think we were planning on going to Iowa City this year. We had the uh, yeah, that's what Brett told either us. Either the RNC or the DNC were supposed to be in Milwaukee, and we were going to go to mm-hmm. Iowa City on a tour. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think Brett mentioned that, and 
that we all missed out on that tour, unfortunately. Everybody missed out. Even a lot the best of people. laid plans. And Florida. Florida missed out. Street fight in Florida. That sounds like a good time. That sounds so fun. <laughs> It'll happen. It, that was the next tour. That was going to be the last yeah. like kind of part of the country we hadn't been to yet. And uh, it really bummed me out that we had to cancel that. So that'll be the first thing we do when we get back. Well... Probably the first thing we do when we get back will be New York or Chicago or something. Mm-hmm. LA yeah, something or something big. like that. Get some of that New York money. Yeah. yeah. I love that New York money. I love those New York audiences. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, thanks for listening to Rock Hard Caucus. You can find all of our stuff at rockhardcock.us. Uh, it's spelled like the word caucus, but with a dot before the U.S. It's not spelled like the penis. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> Heard about the party now, just east of Harlem. Dougie gon' be there, but you got to call call him. Even the soldiers need a break sometime. Listen to the groove, y'all. Let it unwind your mind. No intoxication. Let's see what I see Dancing hot and sweaty Right in front of me Oh, call it what you like I'ma call it high beat This is just another one of God's gift Musicology Got to keep the party moving Like I told you Keep the old school joint For the true funk soldiers Musicology Musicology